The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Formula for the Sports Talk. It is a live show as always. This is a Thursday. Friday, which means Friday is my favorite day, uh, I think. And this is Thursday, so it's a Thursday, Friday. You got to make every day fun. Got Alex Clancy in the studio, 888-346-9144. If you want to join the show, check out us on voiceamericasports.com. Uh, go back in the podcast and check out the archives and listen to the show. It's always a great show. Get a lot of feedback, good feedback on it. Last night, went to the improv, Tempe Improv. I did not know Kevin Gasman was that funny. Uh, we had a good time. Alex and I met Alex out there. He was with Into. Um, Alex, how did you enjoy the show last night? It was night? fun. It was a good time. It was like good. good yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I'm tired, man. It was a good time. How long did you stay there? Goodness gracious. No, we stayed, no, no, no. We left afterwards, but it was, uh, yeah, it's... It was I. You know what? I need to go to the Tempe Improv, uh, nine thirty East University in Tempe, Arizona. Obviously, uh, I need to go there a little bit more because I love laughing. I like laughing. I like to be. Um, you know, it was just laid back. Every it was it was dark. I had a glass of wine uh, from my heart, <laughs> uh, but it was a good time. Uh, gas man, the gas man went on. One of my that wasn't one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, it was an older man. Uh, we did talk about him off the air. It was a prostate joke that it, he took it from start to finish and that was his five minutes um who else uh, steve short bus Krause. he was up there he was hilarious hilarious he worked with the uh worked with me with the when i was with the arizona Connors uh in a wheelchair uh but you would never know he started all he was hilarious he's funny uh but that was a good show i did not know kevin was funny kevin i thought you was uh more technical than anything well <laughs> yeah, you know, you you know, technical like radio business like. I didn't know you that. You know, it's funny. Just every time I see you, we in the studio or at a radio or a game or something like that. Yeah, it's you know, when you're you're kind of like in the radio, it's a different world. Obviously, when you're on stage, so you, it's, you can't be that radio guy on stage. So you have to kind of have a different personality. No, that's true. When is your? Uh, that's true. When is your? Um, no, because uh, hold on, let me back that up. Because I, you know, when when I was at Mesa, I used to see you at Mesa. It could have been some jokes in between there. I would have known this guy's funny. Right. Because <laughs> Mesa had, you have a lot of comedy uh, material there. Um, <laughs> when is your next performance? What, what, what you got coming up? I'm actually going to be in Prescott this Saturday night doing a show. And then after that, I don't have anything just set here in Phoenix yet. Prescott. That's what they say, Prescott or Prescott? It's Prescott. Yeah, it's Prescott. I know. I hear everybody say it like Washington, like Washington, Washington. Deborah. Oh, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah adds ours whenever, whenever she wants. No, nah, it, it was a good stuff. It was a good show last night. I, and I was actually um, laying on the floor, and I was ready to shut it down. And it felt like I saw, had something to do. Then Alex texted me and said, uh, "You you coming up here?" I'm like, "Oh shit!" So I jumped in the shower real quick and got out of there. Got there just in time. Yeah, was, Perfect timing. Yeah, they hold the show for you. Yeah, so. I know. That's what they better had. Um, 
But yeah, always you know, keep us informed on what you got going on out here. We always uh, represent. It was I love comedy. It was fun. It was fun to be there. Thanks for the invite. Kevin Gasman was at the Tempe Improv last night. Um, it was what was it called? One of the funniest, some of the funniest comedians in Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's Arizona. best comedian. Okay, Arizona's funniest. Yeah, Arizona's, Arizona's funniest. funniest. That was good. What's yeah. No, you you held your own. It was good stuff, and, and everything's a live and learn, lesson learn type stuff. Anyway, you you always get better. So that's I, I enjoyed the show. I tell you that right. coming from me. We got a lot to talk about. This is a sports show. Um, we do want to recognize guys that we do know. Uh, that was good stuff at the Improv last night. We all so much going on. We could be all over the board. Like the Syracuse losing to uh, was the Utah. Um, does it really matter um, being undefeated? Was was undefeated as good. And you could take that and say we was undefeated in nineteen in twenty fourteen, but once you start the tournaments, everybody is undefeated and it's one and done. So by Syracuse losing, um, does it really matter that I think they're gonna have a number one seed anyway? Would they have three games left, three four games left? They have a big game in Duke, and the question was if they beat Duke, even though they lost to Utah, do they go back to number one? Boston College. Oh, Boston College. They lost yeah, to Boston College. Yeah. It was Boston College. What did I say? Utah? Yeah. It's all the same. Right. Boston Close College, enough. Utah, it's the same. Yeah. Um, but do they go back to number one if they beat Duke at home? So uh, I, I just think, how do you discount uh, Wichita State? Wichita State is playing ball. I know the conference is what it is, but them guys showed up and played basketball. Um, consistent. They showed some endurance to to possibly go through a season. They are now, granted, they have three more games left and anything can happen, just like anything happened with Syracuse. Yeah, I mean, normally it's it's good for teams to lose uh, middle of the season towards the end of the season Remember so you can have perspective. Yeah, but Syracuse, it, it's never good for them to lose because once they lose once, I I will pick Duke 99 times out of 100 to win at home against Syracuse coming off a loss. Uh, this is... This has always been the stigma for them. You know, they've they cruise, cruise, cruise. They win some close games. Yes, the the uh, the, the uh, Big East when they were in the Big East was a really tough conference, and they would always win games. Yes, now they're in the ACC, so it's a little different. They have Duke at Duke, Cameron Crazies. I do not think they will win this game, and this is when the questions will come into play. They'll still be a number one seed. Are they just like, by the numbers? They'll be a number one seed. Will they be like the Kansas City Chiefs to you? Once they start losing, they go on that low. I don't know, but straight. this has been I've. I'm not picking them to win the tournament, regardless of how many losses they have, regardless of what seed they have, because they don't show up. The, the zone defense cannot keep a team from getting hot, hitting three. Any team that hits 10 or 15 threes against them usually win. You don't think Bayheim got a, a, a strategy? Cause it, cause he's they, only won they, one so. championship, and he's been coaching for 35 years with Syracuse, and he's got, he'll have the most wins of all time and all those things like that. With one championship, something doesn't compute, and I really do believe that it's his own defense that they play. You don't think it's tough, though, to win those championship? I'm, I'm sure it is. He's, he's, I mean, lot, it is. he's had a lot of great players, too, but in, uh, and you would think, 35 years with the players that came in and out of Duke, uh, Derek Coleman and all those guys, uh, you will win more. You, even with the team he, there was a championship team, he won that championship with, they beat Kansas, uh, Carmelo and, uh, the, yeah, but uh, that was the Carmelo factor. And right. That's the new thing. It's just, if you have one guy that can lead you all the way through, that's what it is. But he had teams where there was more than one guy on that team. Right. But something's amiss. When you have, he always has the most talented, athletically talented teams in college basketball, yet they, you don't, you don't let them do what they do. Uh, on the defensive end, you, you stick them in a zone. If you let them play man and trap and full court press and all these things, I think it would yield them more wins in in pressure situations. Do you think they lose a Duke because they've already lost and they say, "Oh yeah, well, we this is, well." I'm saying this, but 
they already have the number one seed. So, I mean, they will get a number one seed. I believe they'll get that number one seed. But, okay, our undefeated season is, is over with. So, you know, we could just start working on certain things in, in this game and the strategy wise. But you want to be able to, you want to be seen as beating one of the better teams in the country. And that would be Duke and be, beating a team like Duke at home. Um, takes a whole nother mo- motivation into into the tournament, NCAAs. Yeah, I, I, but I, but I don't. I, I, I wonder. I, if, don't I wonder think. if these guys, these kids, they they young men. I wonder if they will say, well, okay, well that's our that's our season as far as undefeated season. But they do have the uh, ACC tournament to play for, so they probably will end up playing Duke again. Yeah, I or mean, North Carolina. Duke has five losses, which is one more than the top four teams combined. Oh no, Syracuse. So it's it's as much as the top four teams combined. San Diego State, Cincinnati have two and three losses respectively, and they're below Duke. So Duke is always ranked higher than they should be because they're Duke. Anytime they're always a preseason top five, always preseason blah. But because of the recruiting classes and being a top five, yeah. So with with Duke like that, I think that Duke isn't as good as everybody thinks they are with the Jabari Parker factor and, and things in that regard. I still think that that. Duke will beat Syracuse. Syracuse will win out after that. And if they win the ACC tournament, I will swallow my words because th- that's a big pressure situation. For Syracuse? Run through. Yes. I mean, even if, even if they've already got a seed locked up, a number one or number two seed, you want that number one overall seed so you can play closest to home, so you can have the weakest, com- the weakest bracket in theory. You have the, you have the lowest, number, uh, no, lowest number two seed in rank. So, I mean, a lot of things come with getting that number one overall seed. And I just don't know if Syracuse has it in them. I just don't. Well, they have to. Well, don't forget about the North Carolina team, uh, UNC. They they are the hot team right now. They're the hot team. Um, they won a six or seven in a row. Um, they, they did have a big game with the North Carolina Duke game that was postponed. Um, but they still the hot team. That's the ACC team. Virginia's playing well. Syracuse, Virginia, North Carolina, and I'm throwing Virginia there because they're playing well in the ACC. And uh, and you got Duke. So it is tough. And it would be tough, and it wouldn't be a disappointment if uh, Syracuse didn't come out as the AC championship. But if you did, you'd think like, well, they were a better team anyway. They were one of the best teams in that conference anyway. So it's kind of uh, Syracuse is kind of in a situation where is it Jim Beheim's same old team uh, where you get to you win a lot of games and you don't win a tournament, or you you looked at it as well he lost, he lost. Yeah, I mean this is well, they, they history. History history's proven itself, and obviously. This this could have just been. I mean, I could be completely overreacting. There could be. This could just be a hiccup game. You know, it, the game against a team that doesn't really matter, and they're still going to be a top five team going into the tournament. When you lose so, a game like that, when you lose a game like Syracuse, the number one team in the country, um, and, and we can also talk about uh, U of A, who was at one point the number one team in the country for probably six to eight weeks. When you lose a game, Syracuse lose to Boston College, who has no chance, who don't have the caliber athlete, and then and, and you look at that and say. Uh, well, every shooter has a chance, so you can't not discount those teams when those guys line up. But is it? It's not. I don't know if I put so much of that game on the players as more as the coach when you lose a team a game like that to a team like Boston College because you have to always have these guys ready to play. I don't care who you're playing against. So I, I don't know if it's more on the coach in, in that loss or the players just thought they were just going to sweep by or Boston College was going to lay down for them. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's the one, in my opinion, one good thing that come out of a loss is, hey, coach knows best. So listen to me regardless. I mean, you could take a night off, but he can, he can sit you down at the end of the game and be like, I told you if you guys continue to do this, this is what would happen, and it happened. So it'll instill the trust again back in the coach that you actually, even though it's an easy game on paper, you got to listen to your coach, especially with somebody as heralded as, as, as Jim Beheim.
And and don't forget about the um, Wichita State, who's uh, undefeated with a. Uh, with the uh, conference they're in, with the uh, record they have, with the teams they have left to play, uh, there is a 98%, I think 98 to 87% or 87 to 98% chance that they should beat these teams. But there was a 99% chance that, according to the uh, statistics of uh, some calculation, that Boston College wouldn't beat Syracuse. And it happens. Again, a shooter always have a chance if he's hot. That's how you get Syracuse out of their zone. If you're hot, you break them out of their zone. One man could actually beat you if he's hot everywhere. You look, look at Kevin Love, not to go to the NBA right away, but look at what Kevin Love did against Indiana. He was hot. He couldn't miss. Wherever he shot, it was going in. And when you feel like that as a shooter, those things usually take place and happen, and you end up losing the game or you have you become a problem for the rest of the team. Well, yeah, I mean, in the NBA hedges, they're bad in that regard because they're playing series and not right. one and, and not right. playing one-game playoffs. <laughs> but I, I would like to see, because you do have Florida at number two, but I would like to see uh, Wichita State go to number one. Uh, it, it, it really is not going to matter when this is all said and done. Uh, but just to be fair to the kids in his, on these college campuses, regardless of uh, the conference, regardless of who the team is or school is, I would like to see Wichita State go to number one. Wichita State has always had a great basketball, uh, baseball team. Uh, baseball guys coming out of there, and they've had a okay football, not football, because football passed away. They had a serious incident years, years, years back. That's why there's no football team over there. But basketball, they've always had NBA caliber players coming out of Wichita State. So I would like to see them at number one. Uh, U of A's at number four. Kansas need to get their stuff together. It would be a good game. Syracuse and Duke. Is that game tonight? No, Saturday. It's Saturday night, Saturday, which would be a good game. We'll take a break. When we come back, we talk more sports. Alex Clancy in the studio. Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Arms. 
Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in and join the show. Alex Clancy is in the studio. We were talking about some NCAAs. It doesn't really matter. Going into a postseason undefeated. I mean, it's a good thing for the kids. It's a good thing for, uh, you could say, use that team in 2014. They went undefeated through a regular season, uh, which is a great accomplishment in itself. But once you get into the NCAA, you're one and done anyway. So I, I don't think it matters. I would like to see... Wichita State moved to number one for the work they put in from start to finish. I know Florida is at number two, and they should probably, according to rankings, and and they probably should move up. Um, but that's what that was the conversation in the first segment. Real quick, Russian fans protest disallowed gold at the U.S. Embassy. Did you see anything about that, Alex? The the the, the, the Olympics is in Russia. The Russia's strength is probably that was their hockey team, who is now out. They lost to the United States. Um, okay, it is a big deal. It's the United States and it's Russia. If you if you're going back, <laughs> if you're going back thirty something years ago, it is a big deal. Hockey is a big deal there. Hockey is a big deal here. Um, but they lose, and and they say the goal should be protest because Russia scored with five minutes left. Uh, think it, what was the guy named uh, Putin? Putin? Uh, <laughs> let me think. Is oh. Fedor uh, Tutin. Okay. Fedor Tutin. He scored with five minutes left. That would have gave Russia a 3-2 lead with, uh, in that. But the uh, goal was disallowed because the net had moved. Um, and there's a lot of protests of that. After reviewing the film, uh, the Olympic Committee, they say that was the right call by the referee. The fans went crazy, went to the U.S. Embassy and said, this guy should be made soap. The referee should be turned into soap. Uh, then, they said <laughs> something about, then they said something about the um, the uh, United States referee, um, that this guy, you know, a lot of them soap should be made out of the refs. Uh, some banners had pictures of the American referee, uh, Brad Meyer on it, uh, just just up and all about losing this, losing this. But it should never come down to this point if Russia is that team. It is a hard-fought battle between the United States and Russia when it comes down to hockey, most times between any sports. If you um, if you follow the Russian athletic and the United States athletic uh, battles, but did the fans overreact in this point? If the rule... The rules are what they are. Sometimes, you know, that, that goes without saying, but sometimes those rules are bent in certain situations. Uh, one of the most, one of the most bent rules or most, uh, how, how should I say this, that things get turned around is in boxing to me. Is when you see the guy getting beat up, beat up, and he end up winning. Uh, the guy who's just looked like he's about to die end up winning. So I stopped watching boxing for that reason. But are the fans in this case, um, they don't have a point, but are they they make it too much over this um, yeah. because it's just United States, Russia, or just because it's the Olympics yeah, well, and it's hockey? Yeah, I mean, Putin thought he had control over everything, and obviously he didn't. So this is, this is just – it's hockey. People are – these fans, they're – I don't want to say idiots, but I don't want to say smart either. You know, they're kind of somewhere in the in the gray area between that – no, I mean this is but 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 it's Russia hockey is like soccer somewhere else overseas other countries. So get it's a better a, team. They thought Trade they had, better. They they thought they had a better team. That's how those guys got to the Olympics. That was the I well, guess that okay, was the best okay. of the best. Problem, problem number 1 was Alex Ovechkin didn't take one penalty shot when the US and Russia uh, uh played a match against each other. So in the rules of the Olympics, you have four guys shoot, I believe, and then you can have the same person I shoot it was five. that you can have, well. You, the Olympics are different. You can have the same person shoot every penalty shot can after you? that. Yes. So, and Alex Ovechkin didn't take one penalty shot. He's the best player, maybe in the NHL. 
and he's obviously the best player on your team if he's the best player in the NHL. He didn't even get off the pine to take one penalty shot, and they ended up losing. So you can kind of look at the coaching schematics that way. This this might be the the red herring or the scapegoat. This might be the scapegoat for this whole thing, but you look back at one at that game they lost, it would have been a completely different uh, bracket and everything if they would have done that, and Alex Ovechkin could have uh, helped them win that game, which which he wasn't able to. I don't. Wa- I didn't watch hockey since, uh, I, but I do like uh, big games or big matches or, or like the Russian United States game. I will watch things like that, but I won't. I won't watch a season of hockey. I know Kevin uh, does some things over there with the uh, the uh, Phoenix Coyote, who soon will be the Arizona Coyotes. Um, makes sense for business, but I used to. I used to play. The video game is hockey, and that's how I learned the rules And when I was in college. Uh, and I was always playing with Detroit and Chicago. Detroit and Chicago, who had the Chris Osgood, who had, the, you know, both of those guys had some of the top hockey players in the, in the world. So that's how I learned it. But a, a big game like this, a big hockey game like this, is something I would watch. Uh, so you would get into it. I can, I can understand the passion and emotions that the fans get into it. But if you're going to have that much passion for anything you're rooting for, if you're a fan, at least learn the rules. At least learn the rules. Like, I don't like the rule where somebody can call in in a golf tournament and say this guy should be penalized, which they've done away with that this year. That will no longer be a – you will no longer be able to do that. Um, the only reason they did away with that rule is because it was Tiger. Well, because Tiger's <laughs> always on TV. Because if he's not on TV, why would you watch golf? And I'm not saying golf is not important because i got a lot of favorite guys, uh, other favorites that, that, uh, that I like in golf. But that rule, you could call in and on Tiger all the time because he's always on the camera. He's always your moneymaker. Uh, so you could do that. But the the uh, golf officials, they're no longer going to have that rule in place. You can call in if you want to, but you probably be talking to a dial tone or listening to a dial tone. But when you get like the hockey fans, they went up to the, they went so far as to the U.S. Embassy to try to protest. Which when it's done, it's done. It, you, you're not getting that back. We've seen that in all all facets of every sport. When it's made, the call is made, all you get is apologies. We used to turn tapes in in football all the time. Uh, this referee didn't call this call. I'm like, why, why are we doing this? I mean, the referees do get penalized. If you have too many penalties, you won't be able to uh, ref in a playoff game. You won't be able to ref in an uh, AFC championship or, or a championship game or then the Super Bowl. So that's why I guess we turn it on. But it doesn't do us any good if we lost the game. So just know the rules if you're going to protest. I know you're passionate about your teams. I know you want your team to win so much. But know the rules and know what you're talking about. It was a good call after you see the call was made that it was a disallowed goalie because the net moved. If the net moved, then you have to – then the goal is no good. Um, what's it, Vladimir said uh, – he said that um, if it was moved, the game should have been stopped at that point to fix it. And then, which was five minutes on the clock, so probably his team would have had time, more time to score. It is what it is. It went into a it went into a shootout. United States ended up winning, and that's that. That's that. Let's move on to some um, football, and and then football. Let's talk about Ray Rice. I, I don't know how you Ray Rice ends up going to a casino with his wife in um in Atlantic City, and in an altercation, and I think both of them put their hands on each other. He has to appear in court. I don't know what's. <laughs> Why you don't think somebody's going to report this or why you think you can get away with this? I don't know what's going on with Cameras everywhere. That. Cameras in the casino. There's yeah. cameras everywhere. There's a camera on you from the time you walk in to the time you leave. So I don't know what his punishment going to be. It's probably going to have to be some he won't get he won't get suspended. He he may get fined, but he may have to join cuz I think he had an incident like this before. 
He's one of the quietest people in the NFL. You know, he's never really, uh, never really caused any waves on the field. Uh, he was he was famous for how living in a four hundred thousand dollar house outside of Baltimore. You know, he's not very he's, he? not he's not very lavish with his money. He's a poet. He's a, he's an artist. Like it, it he's he's kind of a he's a quote unquote oddball when it comes to NFL players and this stuff that comes out. So allegedly, they had an altercation with each other. They both struck each other, and then she was unconscious. But what you she was unconscious coming, and he was trying to pull her out of the elevator, and she was limp, like she was she was unconscious. She was. I think they were both inebriated, and they both got in a fight. So I don't know. I would First like of all, to know it, what that argument was about. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe when she comes to, <laughs> they can talk about it. But. First of all, if you don't want anybody to really, if you want to keep this in house, and maybe it was a mistake, we we have no idea what happened. Why would you go into a public place, go down the elevator, and try to pull her out when she's a limp fish? I just don't understand. I don't know why he wouldn't freak out. He only started looking concerned when security came up. So there's something that's amiss here. And his attorney's a genius, coming out saying we have to take uh take the history of Ray Rice and how what a good person he's been before jumping to conclusions. He is it, it's quiet. not jumping to conclusions when you have a video when you have video evidence of the of the end result of what happened. Yeah, there's nowhere in the casino whatever happened and I don't know for a fact what it, but whatever happened it's on video especially if you was in the casino. It, it is there so you you can take into account that he's never been in any real trouble. He's he's not that guy in the NFL. He does have a court date now, and he better show up for it because Falcons wide receiver uh, Rowdy White, Rowdy White, has been arrested for felon appearing court. I don't know what it's for, what it's about, but this is serious, and you're gonna be made an example of because you had a high, you play in a visible, you in a visible field of sport. So he, he rushed for 600 yards last year. Six hundred, six hundred, six hundred. That is not good at six, all. No, that is that's, not good. I could rush for six hundred yards. That's I not mean, good at all. Do they cut him? No, they don't cut him. Who to replace him? See, Bernard, backs, Bernard Pierce had almost as many carries as he did last year. Running backs uh, in the NFL today are diamond does. You can get a. You don't have to draft a first round. Uh, I got so even round. more so. So do you right. drop him? Do you cut him? He's gonna make up. He's gonna make over ten million dollars next year, I think. But it's the same guy who was a. Uh, didn't he help hold out um, for this this contract? Yeah, he, he, he just got. Yeah, he just got a contract. Well, I don't have a problem with him holding out if it was just for the signing bonus because they can cut you at any time. Right? They can cut you at any time, and that's and that's the question you ask: Do they let him go? Well, depending on, I, I don't know their health problems because I remember uh, at one point um, Adrian uh, Wilson when he was with the Cardinals. Was hurt, had a good year, but nobody understood the, the bad play it, on some of those bad plays that he had an abdominal tear that he played with all year. So I don't know what injuries he played, but if you're on the field, you got to perform. I don't know uh, the game plan of, for Baltimore going forward uh, with Ray Rice, but I, I but I believe I, I would keep him. I would keep him because he is what well, he had one down year. Six hundred is not a good year. Uh, not not no, a good rushing. It's a statistic. really bad. year. It's bad because. All you have to do. That's what Toby Gerhardt gets. Yeah. Yeah. And I he's, mean, a, yeah. he's a fullback slash running back. Yeah, so. But all you have to do is average 65 yards, you're $1,000, 65.27 something yards. You're a thousand yard rusher. Right. And a thousand yards is not even good these days, but footballers went so far as to the spread offense where you, you turn into a receiving running back now. You got to be the catch and block. That's it. Running the football is not so much. Then you bring it in tight ends. And I think the fullback position. 
Now Gerhardt is a he could do both, but I think the full back position, full back position. Adrian Peterson doesn't need a, doesn't need a full back. Bear Sanders, Sanders didn't need a full back. They just get in his way. He was just faster than everybody. <laughs> else. He just get in his way. Um, he's quick, but. Now they've gone to three tight ends, two tight ends, and put a tight end in the backfield. So the fullback position Which, is, is Joe Flacco's contract screwed that organization. So now, yeah, because so, you now, lost and, and you and, lost a, t- a top receiver, right? And th- now they re-signed Sizzle for four years, so he's going to get a lot of money. Um, that hundred million dollars that Joe Flacco got now puts everything in perspective because now if they cut Ray Rice, they'll have some salary cap relief. I mean, I'm sure some of his contract will. Will will hit the will hit the salary cap, but if you cut him, it might make things a little better because he's he's on his way. He's not what he used to be. Now, I wasn't what I was yesterday. I'm oh. still I still look good. We got Junior Spivey on the line. That was an awful segue. <laughs> Spivey, save me, Spivey. Please. What's going on? You still on the line? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's How up, you guys man? Doing? Man, we t- we talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We were talking. You missed a. Uh, that's my bad. I didn't tell you, but you missed the comedy show last night. I should have told. Are you in town? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we had a good time at the comedy show. I almost forgot about it until Alex texted me. But uh, Kevin, you, you might have met Kevin up here before. Gasman, he was it was it was good it was a good time. Kevin, you're getting plugged today, man. No, nah, it was fun. I love because I like comedy. Now, if, if I was going to a horror show and he was trying to be funny, I'm like, get out of here. But it was good. <laughs> no, it was good last night, man. And we talked about the uh, Syracuse losing to Boston College. Uh, does it really make sense? To, to go undefeated, I know it's I know it's huge for the kids and stuff to say we went undefeated. But once you get in tournament, you won and done anyway. Spivey with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you guys. Yeah, yeah. You, I, you, I, I'm with you guys. What do you What do you think about that? What do you feel about Syracuse losing? No, I, I, it's not a big deal. You know, once you get to the big dance, man, that's what it's all about. Connecticut, and, uh, so Connecticut lost. Connecticut lost that year when they won, uh, and I think they might have been undefeated. But no, with, Connecticut with Kemba Walker. With Kemba Walker, they had to. He had. They had to win the tournament to get. They had to win the tournament. It was to get into the tournament, right? And he just took over. Um, it, it almost looked like he was doing it by himself, but he just took over and just these guys get in the tournament to get in the big dance, and then they end up winning um, NCAA's. Uh, but I thought Wichita State being undefeated, I don't care what conference you come from, you, you, you've been highly ranked, you've been highly televised, don't televise me if we can't be number one. But I think they should go to number one since they are undefeated. No, they're Boise State. They're Boise State for basketball. I know, but I, but they play and, well. and, and they're two missed field goals away from being non-existent, just like what, Boise, what happened to Boise State in successive years. It happens, though. But look at Syracuse. Syracuse should have lost two games prior to the one they just lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and I, I agree with, with Spivey. I mean, it doesn't for, – for Syracuse, I think it matters as a – and I said – we said this earlier that this is, this is their, their path. They win a lot, then they lose a couple towards the end of the year, and then they're limping in even though they're a high seed, and, and they lose early in the t- – they made it to the Final Four last year, so I was wrong with that. But I, I just don't – I don't see them having it again, again and again and again. I don't see it. Who are you taking? Well, you know, it's unpredictable, man. The NCAA tournament is unpredictable, and – it's all about, you know, what team can execute, what team can minimize their mistakes, you know, with turnovers, what team is going to rebound, defense. So it's just, you know, on any given day, man, you can be upset and, and, and be beat. So it doesn't matter. You know, that's why all those Cinderella teams come in and, uh, you know, and do what they do because, it, you know, it's what team is hot at the present time. Yeah, so. and it's, it's interesting this year. There are a lot of teams that haven't been in the top 25 in a while. Like San Diego State was there last year. Cincinnati, Villanova, St. Louis, Creighton, Virginia, Iowa. I mean, at Iowa State. You know, there these teams. Even UCLA's hanging on. Those are a lot of teams that we don't know 
what they're made of. Because they haven't been in the tournament, they haven't had a high seed in the tournament in a while. I think so, I think UCLA though, once they get in there, they they may they may make some noise. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? North Carolina is going to be probably North seven Carolina, seed. I think you know, yeah. So I mean, it's and, and any any of these mid majors that win their conference, anybody could win this year because the best teams aren't that great comparatively speaking this year. ASU needs to win uh, three more games, and I think they get into the big dance. And that and that helps. Heath Carson needs to learn how to shoot, <laughs> and that helps because they beat the number one team, uh, U of A. They beat one of the number one team was one of the number one teams in the country. They should have called uh, a technical foul. We didn't talk about that. On no, the, they should have uh, called a technical foul. But on, on and, him and, hanging on the rim and on the and on the the fans racing the court. Well, the that fans could have been four free throws. I don't know about the fans because that, that, that's a rule. That, that's a rule that the refs just don't. Uh, the fans implicate. don't know the rules. The, now the, the players should know. They're the rules. all hammered. Yeah. Well, this ASU, the fans uh, don't know the rules, so I can't penalize them for that. But I can stop that clock and put points some seconds on the clock. Now the players know the rules. Hanging on the rim is um, is a tech. Yeah. yeah, that's a tech. But the coaches should know the rule. But not only did the fans rush to the court, but the team rushed to the court. Yeah. The ASU team rushed to the court. They were so excited to to beat. The, you, you should get excited well, for beating the team. And, and the thing that's overlooked there is Jahi Carson gets the ball. You're up two points with four seconds left. You dribble the ball out until the until the clock runs out, and you win the game. That that's what you do. I would put that ball so high in the That's just stands. maturity. I threw that ball so high in the air by the time it came yeah, down. Yeah, you imagine Rondo it. You just throw <laughs> yeah. it so deep in the air. By the time it come down, the clock expired. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways. Spire, let me ask you this question because this, this is a debate. And um, you, you texted me this um, about two days ago. In their primes, both primes, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, if you're building a team and you're starting a team and you're going to start with the guard or, or the forwards that they could be, who do you take, Michael Jordan L. LeBron James, and who's Michael Jordan, arguably the best NBA player ever in history, which I can debate that in itself because you can't, how you discount Bill Russell and all that stuff. Time is time is time. Uh, so we all played at different times in our careers, but who wasn't to say it was as hard then than it was when Michael Jordan played or now LeBron James? Bill Russell is the most winning player across all major sports in history. Who do you build a team with if you only LeBron got LeBron or Jordan? Yeah, if you only got LeBron and Jordan. At in like, uh, oh, he can't talk. Well, are you talking early nineties Jordan? Or are you talking late nineties well, Jordan? I'm Jordan talking Jordan. Prime, period. I'm talking Jordan about, in his prime. I'm Jordan in his prime. I, I said LeBron Jordan. in his prime. Yes, I pick and, and let me answer before you bite my head off. I pick I pick LeBron because I am biting your head off now. Michael Jordan was very very good at scoring. He wasn't the best team player. He would take the shots when he wanted to take the shots. LeBron well, James okay, is pr- okay. Le- LeBron. Let me, let me debate that now. Go okay, ahead. Hold on. I'm, I'm not spot. done yet. Ahead. Go ahead. Not, now, now, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> oh, okay, so I can't talk anymore. Got it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Now, you're saying that. Look where, look where uh, hey, let's Jordan has strong on you. That's fine. I'm going to tell him he's wrong right after. Prime. And, and, and after Scotty, who else can you really name that, you, that was a go-to guy that you can trust taking a shot? Uh, Bill Paxton, BJ Armstrong, Steve Kerr. B.J. Johnson, Paxson, Jordan went to those guys, and Jordan, but Jordan was like Peyton Jordan Manning. never hit a game winner in the finals like the other guys did. Oh, no, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true, Brian Russell. Like, if I'm a team, and I'm defending against that's Michael Jordan, I'm going like, he's not going to beat me, okay? Right. I'm going to put two, two on this guy, double-team him, and I'm like, somebody else is going to have to beat me, but he can't beat me. Right. So okay. A lot of times, man, he's going to go to the open, open whoever has the open shot. He, that's who he's going to. But he always so said. We know that. He always said, 
he, I think he's mentioned this. When he went to BJ and Paxton, when they was hitting those shots, he said, I'm going to be double and triple team. Yeah. And Scotty's going to be somebody that's going to be on Scotty. When I pass you this ball, you better hit this shot. And that was Paxton who hit, hit a lot of uh, game winners. Well, and that was Phil Jackson also setting up those plays. This wasn't Jordan with the clipboard. I mean, this is where Phil Jackson started to show his his merit as a coach. With LeBron the James. The option was Michael Jordan. You know okay. that, right? I, of course. But <laughs> okay. listen, with, but with LeBron, if LeBron's double teamed, he is a much better passer than Michael Jordan ever was. No, he no, is. no. Come on now. You can't He's really taller. That, he He's has, taller. He He's strong. Okay. You put that team with, with Michael Jordan. All right, dude, it's, it's, it's game over. Like, Wh- on, which now. team? You talking you know, about? Put- this dude got four All Stars, man. Uh, four future Hall of Famers on that team. You know what I'm saying? Come on, dude. Jordan had one, two. I would say Robin. That was he's more of a defender. Robin came like, in. Robin came in though. Robin came in from Detroit, so I, you you can say one, but Robin and did come in there. So I'm, I'm I'm asking you then, who you start your team with? You got you got Jordan uh-huh. and his prime, and you got uh, LeBron James in his prime. Who you starting your team with? Well, I'm going to start with Jordan because I can't bet against Jordan because I, you know, I want to be like Mike. I'm, now, I'm, I'm starting my team with LeBron, but go ahead. But, but see, LeBron, my, my argument is this. LeBron is bigger, stronger, faster. He's a problem because he's 6'9 and 3 quarters. The dude is 280 pounds. He's, he's fast. He can handle the ball. He's a tight end. He can guard anybody on the court. So that's really a tough one, but... I just can't bet against Mike because I grew up watching Mike. See, now so that's crazy. Saying, yeah, See, now okay. that's crazy. Hey. Okay, let me ask you this, Bobby. Because um, I think Alex will ask the same thing. Because I um. I grew up watching Julius Irvin, but I know he he can't. And I see a lot of people, and I get on Alex about this a lot too. He's a fan of a certain things, so he's he won't root against them, or or most time he won't root I'm against them. I'm never like that. <laughs> right. I make fun of people that are like that. But he, because he liked the team so much. Now, who will win in a one-on-one against? And you listed all this, the size of LeBron James. Yeah. And I'm a Jordan fan too. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Jordan fan. Yeah. But same. I'm looking at the two and their prime, and it, it's a. Now, granted, it's a tough, tough decision to make. But I'm looking at if they play one-on-one, LeBron gonna box him down. He's not gonna touch. But Jordan is <laughs> defensive guy. Jordan is exactly. a defensive guy. But I think at the end of the game. Two out of three, and now it's just one game, not two out of three. It's just one game. I, I think I, I, I bet I go with LeBron James. Okay, so this is mine. You take Jordan when they won seventy-two games, when they went seventy-two and ten. Take that team, and then you take last year's team with Miami. Chicago beats them eight times out of ten. Okay, so the thing is with with the Bulls that Jordan had, he didn't have a superfluous amount of All Stars with him, but his bench was so good. He had so many C plus B minus players. Miami has three A players, or seemingly three A players, and then a bunch of C C C minus players. So just because he has All Stars doesn't mean they don't have doesn't mean they have that well rounded team that the Bulls had in their prime. So Jordan didn't have the All Stars, but he had the best all around team, which allowed them to win seventy two games. In an NBA that was a lot tougher then than it is now. So that's why I picked LeBron, because LeBron has to do more with less. Even though he has Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Wade is not the Dwayne Wade when Shaq was there. And Dwayne Wade's not the Dwayne Wade where he won a playoff series as a rookie. He's not. That's not the Dwayne Wade he has now. But he's still Dwayne Wade. He's still an all-star. I, I, he's still I was, a scorer. He's still a threat. I would say that. I would agree with that. Dwayne has been his knees. Now his knees are doing a little bit better this year than they were no. you know, last year. So, you know, man, this dude is, is legit. Wade is legit. Boss, man, he's coming to his own. And, you, man, you got, you got Anderson, you got the Birdman, who can do any, pretty much anything he that's, wants to do on that's the That's a selling point? Ray Allen coming off the bench. 
He's Who's 80 years old. Right there? Who's 80 years old? Look, Ray Allen, Jesus he's, Shuttlesworth is a senior now. He's Come 80 years He's not the best shooter in the league. Come on. He's not the best shooter in the league. You want to tell me, you would, I mean, obviously I take Kerry, but Ray Allen, you, you cannot discount with this guy. No, you hey, can't. He's still on that team for this reason. For Hit the one big shot, shot against San Antonio. I, no, no, that's that not was true. It. That's not true. But I say he's on this they team for lost. this reason. He's on this team for this reason. When he kissing the game, they expect him to knock down a big shot, and you feel like he gonna knock that big shot down. Yeah, I, I can. I take Ray Allen win, lose a draw, and say well, if he miss it, he miss it. He's never gonna. Steve he's, Kerr was really say, gonna miss Steve that Kerr way. I would say Steve Kerr I'm was not that guy. But Steve he's not. Kerr Steve Kerr is the best shooter in the game. Is um the best shooter in the game right now is Ray Allen. Come on, bro. Ray Allen is the best shooter in the game, and I love Kerry. I like Kerry a lot. I it's like Kerry a lot. But, okay, I'm building my team. I'm taking LeBron James. I'm one-on-one. I'm taking LeBron James. I'm a huge Jordan fan. That's not a that's not a, a asterisk to why I'm taking LeBron James. But I just think both of these guys in their prime one-on-one. Now, we can match their teams up, and Miami would probably win uh, two games out of ten. Yeah, that's what I – yeah. Yeah. So we can put, we can put their teams so up. You can but, say- you still have, but you still have a um, – see, that Chicago Bulls had offense and defense. They had offense and defense. Uh, when they was winning these championships, you put anybody on the field. And they had the triangle offense that nobody knew what it was about yet. But so that's you, and you look thing. at the, you look at Miami team. Miami, these guys run you up and down the court. But then who's gonna stop LeBron? Just to just take LeBron and Jordan out of it. Now what's the rest of the team? Then you got Scotty. Right. So Scotty and say you take Michael and LeBron, you cancel them out. You take Scotty, Dwayne Wade, you cancel them out. Who was the guy from Oklahoma? Uh, Spivey who played out there. He was um with, with the Bulls. Yeah, he was terrible. But who was he? <laughs> uh, Kenny, no, Stacy King? King from Oklahoma. Yeah, Stacy King. Yeah. I'm putting him on. Um, uh, that was early '90s. Yeah, but he was he got two rings. I believe I tell you that much. I put Stacy King on. Um, uh, what's Bosch. The, Bosch. <laughs> I put Stacy King on, on Chris <laughs> Bosch. <laughs> And let them play with each other and, and battle that no, out. I mean, <laughs> they, 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 had, they had Bill Cartwright, who was a solid big man for, for a good amount of time. Yes. Uh, they had, uh, I mean, they had the Bulls. That was my, I mean. The Chicago Bulls beat up on. Technically, they, they, they were the Miami. best team ever for one year. In seven games, Chicago Bulls, they went in five. You think? I know they, yeah, I think. They went in five. That's, in their, that's, okay. the, that's the both teams in their prime. I don't know. I think LeBron will win you one by himself. Jordan will win you one by himself. What, one game? Yeah. LeBron is good for one game per series, I'm regardless not, of who you're playing against. No, LeBron's good for two games. He's good for two games. You're talking about today's LeBron. Spivey, do you think that, that Jordan would just lock down LeBron? No, I don't think LeBron is. You can't lock LeBron down. He's too big. He's too, man, 6'9", 280. So is what your, can you do with that dude? So is your argument... Is your argument... double team and triple team and try to... You have to tackle this dude, man, to try to stop is, him. Is, is, is your argument and is your argument that why Michael is better than LeBron because you think that LeBron's no, no, had better no, players? No, I just think the game, it's, it's hard for me to go against Mike because it's more of my heart. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not logically. LeBron is just too. I think he would be. He's just too physically gifted for Jordan to stop him. Straight up, dude is too big and too strong. Jordan was six six. What two twenty? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Dripping I mean, wet, probably. You said what? Uh, dripping wet, two twenty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Soaking wet, and LeBron can just back him in. It's just you can't stop LeBron one on one. I just think Jordan will have a tough time with that kind of size with LeBron's speed. Jordan will be able to keep up with him speed wise, but 
when it comes to just, you know, his size and his strength, he, he's so much stronger than Jordan, and he's just as fast, so it'll be a tough matchup for Jordan. Now, I mean, I'm not counting. I mean, I love, I'm an MJ we, guy. We won't, we won't have to debate this. We don't have to debate this on Facebook and see what the uh, see what the poll <laughs> well, is. Well, and then I would ask LeBron or Magic. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron come on, LeBron. Man. Why? Who gonna stop LeBron? LeBron can it's stop. It's so dynamic. We never seen a guard. We never seen a player as dynamic as LeBron. Who is his Seriously. favorite player growing up? Jordan. Seriously. No, oh, no it was, it was it, Magic it was, and um, Magic and Oscar Robertson. Magic and Oscar Robertson. So you saying because that was his favorite player, is he not gonna try to beat him? He want to beat his favorite. No, I, obviously, but I'm saying the mat. I don't know. That's that's a whole other conversation that we can sit around and have. You know, we we this this is debate. I, I want to see how this look on Facebook. I want to see the response, and we might have to entertain this again. Definitely, um, if we get a huge uh, response tonight, um, we can talk about it again tomorrow. Uh, then I can give some giveaways um, for the best argument. Uh, I still want an energy force bracelet. Energy force bracelet. I got one. Yankees hidden coach says. Team couldn't get Robinson Cano to hustle. Do you believe? Is there any truth to that, Spivey? Because it's, it's that, that, is, that is BS right there. They just well, I don't lie. Know why they trying to justify it, man? This dude is a superstar, <laughs> and for them to take shots at him after he's he's gone, it, it, it really it makes you look really crazy. When I read that, they didn't coach to say that. They even come out and say something like that. It has to be absolutely crazy. When I read that, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, he's gone now. This is the same guy who tried to stay, but he wanted to get paid to be there. And then you go out and get a guy who's not even half of him and pay him all that money. So now you want to take shots and justify why you got rid of one of your better players on that team who's going to help you win ball games, and now you're taking shots at him from a distance. I, I, I did have a problem with that when I read that, and I wanted to ask somebody who, who's, in that, who's in that baseball world because you still, you're still real close to baseball. To find out if that's true, I I, I talked to uh, Kenny Lofton the other day. Uh, Kenny, like he's just so exhausted from baseball, but he's doing things with the um, Cleveland uh, Indians. He's out here, out here, God golfing. But he he, li- he lives in L.A. has a um, a film company, film business out there. But I thought, what did he play? Sixteen? I think he played sixteen years. Kenny Lofton. Yeah, Kenny Lofton. <laughs> he played. He played a while. Yeah, but he's just so exhausted. But I, mean, I don't. I don't know. What what's going on in baseball as far as you know, a hitting coach can take that type of shot as far as saying a guy like well, your best Long, player. Well, Kevin Long didn't play. This guy didn't play in the big leagues. See, you know, see, that's he, what I don't get. You know, and he took a lot of credit for Cano's success, which is which I don't like in baseball. I'm not taking the shots at him, but hitting coaches, man, they take they take credit for your success when you're going good, but when you're not going as good. You know why don't they take the credit when you're struggling? See, Robbins, you know I mean? Cano, a pretty pretty good hitter, um, and I think pretty good is not that's not a bad thing. Um, but see, a hitting coach who haven't played now, he's looked around, he's looked at around the league, saying, "Oh, well, he's a hitting coach. Robbins Cano is doing this. These other guys are doing that. Oh, he's a he's a pretty good hitting coach. So he gets a lot of accolades and credit uh, for these guys' success, and now he's taking a shot at him." Well, it makes you, it makes him look crazy, man. And this is a guy who, who's who's well respected around the game because when you got guys like A. Rod and and uh, you know Cano and a few other guys to uh, basically vouch for you. You know, of course your 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 uh, your credibility is going to go up. Here, A. Rod's hitting who, coach who, was who, his who steroids. Who couldn't become the hitting coach of the Yankees? Who couldn't be that? Well, everyone would love to have that job. Every hitting coach would love to have that job. Okay, you, you know, it, it basically is going to validate you. 
You know, you're coaching some of the best hitters in the game. I mean, these guys get to the big leagues. They already know how to hit. I, I compare. All you're doing is massaging their egos. That's what I was going to say. Is it mental? And, I mean, you're not. What, what are you really doing as a hitting coach? That's what I was going to ask you. Is because uh, Alex got a question also. But uh, is it these guys come in and they they should be able to p- hit pretty good? Is it mental, or are you getting these guys to believe they're the best, and they and they just go out there and and, and fall into the? Uh, no, it's mechanics. Like, <clears throat> well, you got to have some type so, of mechanics. So, but, but he said they already can hit. So, Butch Harmon, if you can hit. You can hit. There's two type of hitters: guys that can hit and the ones that can't. Straight up, there's no there's no turning the two twenty hitter into a three hundred hitter. There's none of that crap. You know, if you can hit, you can hit. You know, it's 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 when you're not going good because you're going to go through peaks and valleys in this game. When you're going through those. Through those, through those valleys, man, and you, you, you struggle a little bit. It's the hitting coach's job to get you back on track. You know that's that's mental, and that's your you know your confidence. Those are the things that a hitting coach does. You know, if you're not doing something the way you were doing it when you were going good, it's getting you back on track to doing the things you were doing when you were going good. And sometimes it's mechanics, and sometimes it's not. But a lot of times it's it's it's, it's your thought process. It has nothing to do with the mechanics. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying about it. If you haven't played, then how do you know? But Butch Harmon, I'm just going to do this little aside, Butch Harmon would be the number one golfer in the world if he wasn't the best coach in, 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 with that theory. He hasn't played before, but he is sought after by every big golfer to teach mechanics, to tweak, uh, to tweak uh, swings and things in that regard. So with baseball, it's still very similar. It's not the same, obviously, but it's very but similar no. <clears throat> mechanic-wise. Well, Bush have- Harmon had, had Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods was already good when he got the Bush Harmon. And he, he probably tweaked some things like a hitting coach would tweak, and that might be the ego. So if Tiger Did went Phil in, win a major if- before Butch Harmon was his hitting, uh, before his swing coach, I don't think so. No, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. He so, probably tweaked something in his like mental. Phil was already good. We know Phil is good. But, but, had, but I'm, if I'm a, if I'm an Irish golfer, I say, well, let me try Butch Harmon since Tiger them going there. Exactly, if I don't have any sense exactly. to say, well, Tiger them was already good. Tiger was winning majors. Yeah, I understand exactly. that. And, and that's the same way. Like you always, you're always trying to learn. You, you, you may learn something. You may have heard it a different way from this hitting guy or or this swing coach. Yeah, so you always want to go to, to different guys and, and, and because you're trying to learn. You're trying to basically better your game. So Look for that edge. So, do you think you know? that do you think that um that this was this also came out because it's another reason to validate the why they didn't pay him? Are you serious? Cano? Cano? So because he doesn't hustle, you wanna talk about hustle? What he is hustling hustle in baseball? He didn't have dude got gold gloves and silver sluggers and you know, bad titles, you know, I think he may may have one bad title or close to it. A 300 hitter that's going to give you 30 and 40, the best hitter in your lineup, and you're talking about some hustle? Man, come on, that right there tells you, that right there explains why you didn't play the game. Because you're bringing up things He sees he's him every day. What do you mean it doesn't matter? The production between the lines. It's not about a hustle. It's not about that, you know, this guy, you, you, you can't, without hustle, you can't get a gold glove. You can't become one of the best hitters. Sure, you can. You're running hustle. ten feet either way. That's not okay, hustle. You, you can you can get a gold glove without hustle. Okay, okay. Dude, you don't get gold gloves without hustle, man. You gotta hustle to play defense. Then you gotta have range to dive and take balls. Yeah, away. he has a fifteen no, foot range. No, you cannot. How much hustle you is cannot. that? Trust me on that. Hanley Ramirez, he got benched for not hustling. Look, you think the the, the 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 Marlins would love to have him back? Want him to have him back? Because they, you know, they, they they try to make an example of him because of some hustle. This dude is one of the best shortstops in the game, and if he would have played the whole season last year, he would have been a he would have been the MVP. Now yep. come on, I mean, guys, you look too too much into things that don't matter. 
So hustle doesn't matter. Hustle doesn't matter in professional sports. Teams in baseball. You're saying hustle doesn't matter in professional sports. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying hustle. But when you want to pinpoint, this is why we did something because of a hustle play. He didn't hustle right here. I think they tried to justify. Come on, man. This dude. Look at his numbers. Go look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. I'm not trying to hear that. You know, the numbers don't lie. I think they tried to justify to get rid of him, so they was looking for something to say. But I, I, I'm gonna have to. Um, right on, on this one, on Alex. I'm on this one, Alex. I'm gonna have to side. I'm gonna have to side on Spivey with this because how can you get a Golden Glove and all that stuff? You're not hustling. You got to get to that ball, and you got to instant. You got to see that ball come off the bat from outfield. You got to really see that and have an angle to cut it off. So, I, so it may seem like ten yards, uh, but just the instincts, the. It's hard to get those type of awards and stuff like that. Um, now, I've seen some things where you're a fan favorite and you might get them, but the numbers can never lie as far as who I give a golden glove or, or batting or silver. I, it, you got to be able to get those hustle to get those things, in my opinion. Yeah. So you, you have to. That's the only way you're going to get them, man. You can't. There's no way. You know, you're allowed. He's never. Now, one time, this is the, one of the best second basements in the game. Defensively and also defensively, and, and is the best second baseman, in my opinion, because he he has a total package next to. Uh, but they went out uh, and got Brandon, somebody Brandon who. Phillips. Yeah, yeah, I was, was going to say Brandon Phillips. Yeah, but they went out and got uh, somebody uh, who's not even a Robinson Cano, and then paid him money. Well, I, this bothered me about most organizations and franchises that they won't keep who they got got in the house. Now I don't know the inside problems like the locker room and all that stuff because I'm not in that locker room. But how you get rid of that guy and then come out here and come out and bash him? But then you go get somebody who's not even Robinson Cano from the Red Sox. From they the Red Sox, the Red Sox, hundred. And I play with Jacoby. You want to pay? You, you pay one of your rivals and come on, man, hundred and forty million. Yeah, but that's that, that's that, different. That make any it, sense ever since Johnny Damon came over here, came over from the Red Sox to the Yankees. That that the floodgates open because that happens a lot now. Okay, so, that's so that's, fine, so that's not a selling point somebody. anymore. I'm talking about homegrown. You're not gonna if you want to overpay. You're gonna overpay. Because no, it's from New York. It came up in the system. That's homegrown. That they, they, that you drafted. That is a true Yankee. That's the guy you're gonna overpay. Gonna overpay someone. Yeah, yeah. And I want to have a problem. Pay someone that hasn't been in this organization and. And, and, and two, and he's from Boston. Boston and he's from Boston. Then he got to be in a locker room with a bunch of Yankees. And I would, oh, you can overpay. There's, we've seen, we've seen a lot of people be overpaid. Robinson Cano's one of them. Yeah. Well, what about now? Overpaid, dude. Look at his numbers. The numbers don't lie. Stack his numbers up against the best in the game. How can you say that? How can you honestly say that? Do you guys two hundred twenty uh, mil? You, like, go look at his numbers and look at his production. And you had, tell me, he had twenty-seven home runs last year. Okay. And 95 what RBIs. What did he hit? Three, for average. 314. Where, where, where were the Yankees last year? They didn't have A-Rod. Where they were they with Jeter. them? Tell, tell me where the Yankees were last year. Where were they, they with them? Jeter. They had one, one, one guy that was producing. He yeah, and he doesn't hustle. He's he's the okay, leader of your okay, team, and he doesn't hustle. Uh, so now let's go, let's go to Jacoby Ellsbury. Now read Jacoby Ellsbury's numbers to me. Uh, World year, Series please. two years ago. Please. That that's no, all that matters. That's it. Last year. That's it. World Series two years ago. So you paying? So then you overpaying them? If you tell me World Series two years ago, you said last year he had twenty seven home runs, right? Yeah, he but Jacoby Ellsbury's a better fielder. He's a better fielder. He's faster. He can. He, he's he's a great leadoff guy. If you want to put him at leadoff, you can put him at the nine okay, let's, spot let's talk if you about want to. Ability. All right. Tell me about Robinson Cano. You know, you want to compare the two? You I can't. I can't. Yes, for durability, you're right. I, I cannot. That's one. That's one. That's what you're taking a risk what on. Num- what was his power numbers last year? Nine home runs, fifty-three runs better. Okay. 
He had almost 180 hits, and he batted 300. So, I mean, it, it's not it, the money. They paid him too much. I'm not. I'm not they saying they didn't pay much. him too much. Jacoby Ellsbury, absolutely. But, they but did. that's Yankee money. That's what they do. <laughs> they they add a zero when other teams won't. So, but I would keep a homegrown no, guy. How can you not pay pay someone that's produced for you, for you in your uniform? Do you think Jay Z had something to do with your it? Uniform. You think Jay Z made a mistake? No. How you think? No, in the war room, you gotta, dude. Uh, are you serious? How no. They offer, what did they offer Cano? I think it was like one. I think it was it was a slap in the face. Whatever they offered, I think it was like one one forty or something like that. It was something that was a slap in the face. One twenty was something crazy. No way, they wouldn't offer him less than what they offered Ellsbury. Dude, I, I'm telling you, it was around that. I'm, I'm trust me on that. Dude. You can go, gotta go Google it and look it up. It was, it was something that it was a slap in the face. Whatever they offered him. All right, I'll tell you what, man. I great article. This um on the line is a uh, World Series champion Junior Spivey, a uh, family friend of the show. Uh, appreciate you calling in, man. We about to get off this air. Uh, Alex Clancy in the studio at Clancy Corner. You got to come in next time so I can yell at you in person and not over the phone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, spy, yeah, spy. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mediate. I just want to, yeah. You come in here so you can get at him because I'm tired of yelling at him. <laughs> I'm ready. Kwamla <laughs> Sports Talk. Appreciate you calling in. I appreciate everything you're doing. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.